I lost everything. But remember this as well, since you love mindset, life is about meaning. And yeah, I lost 50 million and it sucked. And I thought I was set for life, but I would have never met my wife and I'd give it all up again for her. So life is about meaning. If you've had something terrible happen to you in the past, decide to change the meaning of it. Welcome to the Action Academy podcast. Stand back while I celebrate freedom. The show where we help you achieve financial independence with the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps from guests who've already earned their freedom. The flags of freedom fly. Choose to do what you want. What you want. With who you want. With who you want. When you want. When you want. With another episode today. Now, here's your host, Brian Lubin. What's going on, everyone? This is your host, as always, Brian Lubin, bringing you the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps from guests who have earned their freedom so you can earn freedom in your life and business today. We are three weeks out today from hopping on a plane and flying over to Greece to where this is going to be an international podcast. So a lot of emotions, feeling very grateful, very excited. And I've got some big things coming for all of you guys. So stay tuned, sit tight, and uh, just wait because I'm going to give away a bunch of stuff for free. And I'm super excited about it because I've worked really, really hard to give you something that you will be excited about. So looking forward to that. But today, speaking of things we're looking forward to, today's episode is freaking awesome. Today's show, I was able to match up with another podcast host, Rod Cleef. Rod is the host of the Lifetime Cash Flow Through Real Estate podcast that has 13 million downloads. It's the most popular commercial real estate podcast in the world. And so I was very happy to have him on today to be able to have a candid conversation about his wealth building journey, what went wrong, what went right, and share it directly with you. Rod's got over 2,000 multifamily units himself, and that's awesome. He's built up this massive portfolio. That's cool. But what's even more important is we talk about the mindset that it took him to build a $50 million plus portfolio and then lose it all in 2008. Lose his portfolio, lose his house, lose his entire life, start from negative net worth and then build all the way back up to where he is today, to where now he is actually in a house that is looking across the bay from where his old house got repossessed in 2008. So comeback story. And so we talked the mindsets that it took to get to that level, to lose it all, and to come back even stronger, which I think is even more important. We talk wealth building, we talk fulfillment. And if you stick around to the end of the episode, we talk about his forecast and what he's looking at in the current market cycle that we're going into in this current recession with all these rate hikes going on. He talks about where he's looking to park his money with his multifamily currently and some mistakes that you can avoid so that you don't have the same situation that he had back in 2008. If you want a five-minute high-level brief of all of the episodes that come on every single week, all of these multimillionaire entrepreneurs, my newsletter sends out at 10 a.m. today, Eastern Standard Time. If you are listening to this before, go ahead and hop on. The link is going to be in the show description. If not, shoot me a message, and I'd be happy to forward you over what you missed today. But Rod gave a lot of exclusive stuff that we're going to be able to post in the newsletter that he did not share on here. So I'm going to have that with my guests. They're going to be a little bit on mic, a little bit off mic, a little bit of freebies and extras for you guys that subscribed in the newsletter. So there is that coming in today. And without any further ado, Rod Cleef. 
Rod Cleef, how are you, my friend? Good, brother. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, loving the backdrop with the vision boards and stuff. This is like you're right up my alley with all that stuff, man. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I know this is our first time meeting, but my story in a nutshell is I just left corporate America two months ago. So I'm technically retired and I am moving to Greece. Oh, less than very a month. cool. Very cool. Where in Greece? We are doing we're doing Greece for a month. We're doing Mykonos, uh, Santorini, and then the island of Crete for three oh, weeks. Fantastic. Been to, been to all of them and you're going to love it. I'm okay. sure you've probably already been, but I, yeah, that's... Uh, I haven't. In fact, I'll tell you a funny story. When I was young, I was about 12 years old. I was on the Acropolis in Athens, okay, which is that big ruin that Athens is known for. And I looked underneath this rock and I found this cannonball, okay? And I had this bag and I put the thing, it was 30 pounds and I carried it the whole way home. If I if they'd caught me at the airport, I'd probably still be rotting in a Greek prison. But I was like, so I've literally had this 400-year-old cannonball in my one of my buildings here at my compound. So anyway, that's my Greece story. <laughs> I, and that's specifically why I'm going is to get a nice collection of cannonballs. But we're going to go travel for a year, man. So that's all the stuff in the background. I've got my whole game plan over here. It's been planned out for three years. Very cool. Very cool, man. Yep. I want to get into your story. I want to get into your entire backstory because there's a lot of value in that. I was reading your bio on your website. Something stood out to me and it's something that we talk about a lot on the show which is the finances are fantastic. We want everyone to be financially independent, financially abundant so that they can go per- pursue fulfillment. That that kind of, that last little piece about that is really powerful. And uh, and I'd love it that you let me tell it because it, it, it really, it's probably one of the most pivotal moments in my life. But anyway, let's go back. So I'm an immigrant. So I immigrated to this country when I was six years old. I was born in the Netherlands, Holland, wooden shoes, windmills, cheese. And, uh, I immigrated with my brother, Albert, my mother's Vancha, and we ended up in Denver, Colorado, and we didn't have much. I'm going to tell you, I, I remember we went to an expired food store to get food. We drank powdered milk with our cereal in the morning, which sucks. I will tell you, we, we, I wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school until I got disgusted and got a light about my age when I was 14 at Burger King so I could um, buy my own clothes finally. And I'm sure you've got listeners that have had it harder than I did, maybe have it harder now, but I knew I wanted more. And luckily, my mom had an incredible work ethic. So she babysat kids so I'd have enough money. We'd have enough money to eat and so on and so forth. And she was an entrepreneur, believe it or not, and as a housewife. And and so she actually invested in the stock market successfully. She did IPOs, but she also invested in real estate. And so her first real estate acquisition was a house right across the street from us when I was 14. So she paid about 30 grand. And then when I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep that had gone up 20 grand. And I'm like, what? You made 20 grand. You didn't do anything. Now, this is when 20 grand was a lot of money. Okay. And so I told her, screw college. I'm not doing college. I'm going to get into real estate. So I got my real estate license right when I turned 18 and I was going to be rich in real estate. My first year in real estate, I made about eight grand. My second, and I was living at home still. My second year, 10 grand. But my third year, (laughs) I made over a hundred grand. And back in 1980, this was some decent change. Okay. So what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10X my income? What happened was I met a guy, I was actually dating his daughter, that taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology and how really 80 to 90% of your success in anything is just that, is mindset and psychology. Fast forward to today now, I've owned a couple thousand houses that I've rented long-term. I've built businesses and I don't call them failures if they don't make it, I call them seminars. I've built 27 businesses, several worth tens of millions of dollars, most spectacular flaming seminars. But in I, I now own thousands of apartment units. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And you might say, wow, 
And I said, wow. And that's $8,300 an hour over the year, uh, 40 hour work week. And, and anybody that holds still long enough heard that because I let my ego get the best of me. And I got a head so big, I could barely fit it through a door. I thought it was a freaking real estate God. When that happens, God of the universe will give you a nice little smack. That was 2008. I lost that 17 million and a lot more. I lost $50 million in 2008. And so what I'm known for talking about on my podcast and at my boot camps and so on and so forth is the mindset it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place. But then maybe as important, maybe more important, the mindset it took to recover and get back to the success that I'm blessed to have today. So we can take that anywhere you want to, brother. Rod, I completely forgot to press record, man. We're going to have to start all over. <laughs> What's really funny Brother. that my first interview was with a billionaire. And an hour yeah. in, I realized I forgot to record. I was no. freaking mortified. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he came back on the show three times. It's a funny story because I have a mastermind for multifamily. It's the largest, I think, in the world. we got about $14 billion in assets. And we're meeting actually next week in Houston. We meet three times a year. And I invited him to the mastermind. Actually, my assistant invited him to the mastermind. And she said, told his assistant, oh, we're going to fly him in first class. We're going to put him up at the Ritz-Carlton. We really appreciate him coming in. His assistant, Nina's, no, he'll take his own jet down. It's okay. <laughs> so, you know, that was the kind of guy that I forgot to hit the record on. Anyway. But that that's was funny. One of my, that was funny. Really screwed fears. with me. That's oh, one yeah. of my greatest fears on the show. First interview. First ever oh, interview. Albert Beres is the guy's name. Beautiful human being. He's been on my show a few times now, three times. I've heard of Albert. I've been in, yeah. I've been in contact with him. They come no on this kidding. show. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, he's yeah, a great no guy. Kidding. Great guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he owns McKinley, McKinley Corp Corporation. Yeah, the Cuban immigrant. He came. Yeah, in, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a Cuban immigrant. That's right. And what's interesting is I don't know if you utilize the the book Traction, the EOS Entrepreneurship Absolutely. System. Okay, we do as well. His company is in that book. They that one of the companies that's talked about in that book is McKinley. So it's cool. Yeah, he's a great guy. Oh my goodness. So yeah, yeah. what a seminar for your yeah, podcast. Huh? No shit. <laughs> yeah. Now, hey, but it, it ended up working. I always tell people it's the same thing. A failure is only a failure if you continue to do the same thing over and over again. You don't learn. Otherwise, it's just a lesson. It's a seminar. We're entrepreneurs yeah. are like sharks. If if we don't if we don't stop swimming, we'll keep going. We only die if we stop swimming. And I'll talk about failure for a second. We fail our way to success. Like I said, I've done twenty seven businesses. Only about four of them were really much of anything. But I got to meet the billionaire owner of Spanx, Sarah. The women's undergarments hold everything together. That lady and and she started with five grand. And I think she just sold it for several billion. But I met her at a mastermind and she told me that her dad used to ask her and her brother once a week, what have you failed at this week? And I thought, what a freaking awesome question to ask Ooh. your kids so they don't fear failure. If Part you're sitting it. here, if you're one of these people that fears failure, I'm going to tell you fear regret a lot more. Okay. Failure is just a, is just feedback. That's all it is. Have you gotten linked up with Brene Brown? Oh, no, I know that. No, I know the name very well. She's a prolific author and uh, real motivating. Yeah. Yeah. So she did the, her book, Daring Greatly, and she did a whole keynote on it. And in her keynote, one of the main things that she said, if you are not failing, you aren't going big enough. Well, you aren't trying. If you're not you're failing, not trying. you're not even trying. Yeah. You're I, living I mean, in your comfort zone. That's it. And the comfort zone is a nice, warm place and nothing freaking grows there. If you're not growing, you're dying. That's exactly right. Yes, sir. So let's get back to a young Rod and okay. he's getting his ass kicked in real estate, which is what always happens to realtors that think they're going to go make huge money the first year, but you have to earn the right to make the money. And so you year three get linked up and you start getting introduced to the principles of mindset and mm -hmm. philosophy here. Mm -hmm. 
What were your big levers that you pulled there to be able to make that first income jump? I'm going to tell you, it's the same way that I recovered when I lost it all in 2008 and nine. I reassociated back then in 08 and nine, I reassociated with what I wanted and why I wanted it. For example, I have three day boot camps, but I, the first thing we do for an hour and a half is goal setting on steroids. Because how the heck do you get anything if you don't know what the heck it is? You've got to know what you want with clarity because you've got to create what Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich, calls a burning desire. You got to want it because that's how you're going to push through the fear. That's how you're going to push through limiting beliefs that you might have. And that's how you're going to get uncomfortable. And the, the magnificent life of your dreams is just on the other side of that comfort. Now, speaking about limiting beliefs for a second, when I immigrated, when I was six, I didn't speak English. I got thrown into school and I found out what bullies were for the first time. And I got my butt kicked regularly. I hadn't learned how to fight back yet. Didn't have much of a father figure yet. And, uh, and then my mom, proud Dutch woman that she is, thought it'd be a great idea to send me to school in wooden shoes and those leather shorts the Germans wear for Oktoberfest, lederhosen. So I got my ass oh kicked my again. God. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And then the bullies would chase me home and mom thought she was helping me out by chasing them off with a fly swatter. So the next day I got an ass kicking again. But and so I came up with this limiting belief that I wasn't good enough. And I used to ask myself, how can I show them I'm good enough? And a lot of people have these limiting beliefs. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough, old enough, young enough, have enough time, have enough money. And guys, there's a reason the acronym for belief systems is BS because 99% of them are BS. But when mm -hmm. they pop up, you got to pull them into the daylight and you look at them with your adult rational mind and you recognize that they're BS and you'll diminish them. I used to be afraid to raise my hand in freaking class that I'd be picking, I'd be selected and be embarrassed for whatever. And now I speak in front of thousands of people a year, but I had to work on it. When it happened, when it popped up, I'd have to look at it and say, you know what? Screw that. If somebody rejected me, they just didn't know me. They didn't know I'm a, I've got a big heart and I'm a gift from God, just like everybody is. And if they reject me, that's their own crap. And I had to come to I had to come to terms with that. And, and so if you're listening and you've got one of those and you're consciously aware of it, sometimes you're not aware of it, but if you're aware of it, when it pops up, consciously look at it. Okay. That's the operative word. And, and it'll diminish and it'll go away. It won't happen instantly, but I promise you it will go away when you look at it. Another acronym is uh, FEAR, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. Fuck everything and run. <laughs> I prefer face everything and rise. Okay. <laughs> all right, man, we're going to be friends. Oh my goodness. All right. So so we've got all of this and I, I want to be able to stick to the timeline of your story. Is it okay if we hit on the concepts of fulfillment before we jump into the financial? Level? All right, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me, I can land the plane fairly quickly. So go, we talked about goals because they're so freaking mm -hmm. important. You got to know what you want and why you want it because that, again, that creates that burning desire. So you push through all that stuff. And Sad reality, brother, Brian, people spend more time planning a freaking birthday party than they do designing their lives. And doing yep. that is designing your life. And I will tell you, it's a very powerful process. But let me say a couple quick things about goals, okay? You've got to also write down your whys, okay? The whys, are the, they're the ones that are going to drive you and, and use emotionally charged words when you do. And again, if you do that goal setting workshop, it's incredibly powerful. You'll be juiced and everything else. But the other thing you got to do is you got to get pictures of those goals and put them around you. Like you've got your vision boards on behind yep. you. I've got, vi I've got vision boards behind my green screen here. And in fact, I'll show you something. This is my, do you put these on YouTube? Yeah. 
Okay. So this is my planner. Okay. I'm a dinosaur. I use a paper planner. And in the back of this thing, okay. In the back of this thing, I've got pictures. My kids are 30 and 26, but these first pictures are my gratitude pictures. They're pictures of my kids when they were very young. If you can't see this, these are in plastic. They've been in here for 22 years. That's how long these pictures have been in here. Okay. And then I've got pictures of the things that I wanted as if I already had them. I built this house 20, when I was 18, I lived in Denver. But I knew I always wanted to live on the beach, okay? And there's no freaking beach in Denver. And 20 years later, and this is, please know these examples I'm going to share with you. I'm not bragging. This is just, I want to inspire you if you're listening, okay? Some of the stuff I'll show you here may not have, you may not have any interest in, but just replace it with what interests you. But I wanted to live on the beach and I ended up building this $8 million, 10,000 square foot on the uh, mansion on the beach on one side. I had my boats on the backside. It was called a Gulf to Bay. It was like a slice through an island, which was freaking unthinkable when I was 18. So when you do your goals, take the lid off your brain. Imagine if you write it down, you're going to get it because that's what starts the process. That would trigger, that's what triggers in your brain, something called the reticular activating system. And you know yes, what sir. this is, Brian, it's that subconscious filter. You're not aware of it consciously, but it points you in the direction your brain thinks you're interested in. The greatest example is when you buy a car, you never really noticed them. You buy the car, they're everywhere. Were they there before? Of course they were. And it's the same thing with your goals. That's why it's so important to write your goals down. But anyway, so I built that house on the beach. I lost it in all the craziness. And, but this picture, this top picture looks just like it before I built it. I had 10 foot high glass like that, travertine floors. Now I lost that. Like I said, in all the craziness, now I live in a compound. I've got, I've got six buildings. I've got a big main house, two bedroom guest house right on the water. And because God's got a sense of humor, I can see my old house right across the bay. It's literally right out my backyard. It's hilarious. <laughs> but what's cool is these bottom pictures, see the white walls. You can see a white stone wall in those two pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is my backyard. See the white stone wall? Is that freaking crazy? And again, this is this shit really works, guys. Getting pictures of your stuff. I know some of you analytical ones are like, oh, come on, get on with the real estate stuff or whatever. This is more oh, no. important. Trust me, this is more important. Then, you don't you know, know got- this podcast audience, man. They're, really? They're, okay, they're, good. They're- they're on they're, this. They're on yeah. this. Okay. Then I've got pictures of stupid shit that I watches. That's still a vice, honestly. And then I bought a Lamborghini. I thought that was important at one time. I got it all because I had pictures and I visualized and I manifested it. So now let's get into the fulfillment piece. So I built that house on the beach. Okay. Took me 20 freaking years. Okay. Two months after I moved in, I'm floating in the pool at night and the pool's changing colors. It's got fiber optic lighting. And I'm looking up at this testament to my ego which is really what it was. It was to prove the world I was good enough. That's the bottom line. And I got depressed. And again, I'd worked for it for 20 years and I'm two months in and I was depressed. I'm like, what the hell? How could I be depressed? I've just achieved success like times 10,000. I've got the Maserati in the garage and the two Mercedes and all the toys and beautiful family sleeping. And when I look back on it, Ryan, there were several things going on. Number one is it's never about the goals. But here's the thing. If you achieve a big goal, you better have other goals lined up behind it because the good book says without a vision, the people perish. You need a vision for the future. And I didn't know what the hell I was going to do next. So that was one piece. Second piece is it's never about the goals. The happiest days of a boat owner's life are the day they buy the boat and the day they sell the boat. But you need the goals to drive you. Happiness comes from progress and growth. That's the important thing to remember. And one of the things I teach mm. in my boot camp is this planning process where you celebrate anything you did the previous week, even if it was a little bit, because that if you're doing that and you bump up against delays and, and, and denials and things like that, you're still happy because you're growing. Okay, but the big thing for me was... I'd been totally focused on Rod. 
show the world I matter, show the world I'm good enough, Rod. I went out and bought some books to get my mojo back. And I got one of them, I got Napoleon Hill, Dale Carnegie, all the usual stuff. And I got a Tony Robbins book and I really liked it. I was on his team for eight years, but I went to see him and and I, I found out a lot, learned a lot. If you can go see him, just do it. I'm sure you feel the same way, Brian. One of the things he does is he feeds families for the holidays. Okay. He had an mm-hmm. experience when he was young and I'm like, what a concept, do something for someone else. And I'm embarrassed to say I had to be 40 to get that memo. So I went home, I called my brother. I was going to go visit him and my other family in Denver for Thanksgiving. I said, let's feed five families. So he went to his church, found out who really needed help. The third family changed my life. I mean, we got turkeys and food and toys for the kids. We knew if they had kids. This woman comes out. She's in this crappy one bedroom with five kids. She comes out. She sees the food and the toys. She starts crying. Her kids come out. The older ones start crying. I start crying and I'm freaking hooked. And I'm blessed to say over the last 22 years now, we've fed somewhere between 110, 120,000 kids. We've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies to local kids that don't even have the basic supplies for school. Don't get me started on that. We've done tens of thousands of teddy bears to local police departments for officers to keep in their vehicles and they encounter a child that's been traumatized and they comfort the child. Now, again, there's a real message in this. And I know if you're listening to Brian, you might have blood dripping from your teeth and you'll be like, yeah, I'll give back when I have money. No. Mm-hmm. See, there's a difference between achievement and fulfillment. Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus the, the art, art of, fulfillment. of fulfillment. That's right. Achievement is a science, okay? You want to learn multi- real estate, for God's sakes, come see me for three days in July. We've been taught to achieve to be happy. Like we shouldn't be happy until we've achieved. A lot of people have this mindset, but if you're giving back in any fashion, you're happily achieving. Now, I know that's a play on words, but it's an important one, okay? And I'm embarrassed to say I had to be 40 to get that memo. See, I was, again, I was successful, but I was unfulfilled. And so fulfillment, achievement is a science. Like I said, you come to my boot camp, you'll get the blueprint. You just got to go do it, okay? But fulfillment is an art because you have to figure out what juices you, okay? And you have to do something there. For me, it's kids. I love kids. Or maybe for you, it's the elderly. Maybe it's the environment. Maybe it's animals. Whatever it is, give back right now. Even if you say, I'll do it later, don't do it now. Why? Because you'll make the money faster. That's the way God of the universe works. Just trust me on that. What you give, you give back a hundredfold, a thousandfold, but you don't do it for that reason. But you will be fulfilled and you'll be happily achieving. And Rod, I'd even offer this as well, man. When it comes to the podcast, you're probably like I was before to where whenever I'm doing the podcast, I was around this level of success constantly. And they and I asked them good questions and they've taken me on and now I'm in their world and it's super fun. And for years, I was like, what an edge I have. What an edge. I'm going to hold this to the chest. Yeah. And all this training, all this coaching, I was like, I'm skyrocketing. And then I came to my wow. realization. Yeah. Wow. So wow. same thing as you. That's impressive, impressive that you admit it. That's cool. Yeah. Ego. Yeah. yeah. Ego. It is ego. It is ego. And but I love what I do. And I'm sure, like me, you get love all the time. I mean, I when I tell you this now is not ego. When I when I tell you I get love probably five to ten times a day. I'm not exaggerating. Gifts, emails, look on the wall behind me. There's some of the hundreds of thank you cards. You can, whole wall's covered. You can't see it. It's all the way behind my green screen, you know, that I get and and DMs and whatever. And and 
And it's my greatest gift in life. That's, I mean, maybe you can hear a little bit of the passion in my voice. It's because I freaking love this. And we're changing lives. My students, my coaching students own somewhere around, I don't know, 60 to 70,000 units that we know of. And I've only been teaching a little over four years. Super proud of that. In fact, I'm most proud of that next to my kids. We do this because we love it. Yeah. And, and again, it ties right into the whole fulfillment thing that we're talking about, Brian. It's what we're giving and we're getting back. And so those of you listening, Figure out how to incorporate it, even if it's just your time. Trust me, you'll thank me. I get mega millionaires on my show, and I can tell if they haven't evolved past that, like you and I have evolved to that. And I feel feel sorry for them. I'm like, yeah, you may have a lot of money, but you're not successful because you're not fulfilled. You're not happy. And I I can't say it, but I feel it. And I feel for them. They have to do their own evolution. But so guys, hear me. Even I don't care if you're 18 years old and listening to this, figure out how to give back now. I promise you'll thank me. Okay. And you'll get the success faster. That's just the way it works. Man. And this is so awesome to hear, especially. So this is what we talk about on the show. Awesome. Love this it. is what we preach on the show. We preach about enjoying the ride, enjoying the journey. Give 10%. I, I tell people to do a flat rate percentage, right? Give 10% because 10% for you right now may be a hundred bucks, but later on it's a million. Whatever percent. it is, that's tithing. That's that. If you're religious, that's tithing. You know what that means. And there's a reason the people that do are so successful. Now there's some other strategies we could quickly run through if you'd like as well, Brian. There's obviously peer group, you know, who you yep. hang out with is who you become. Back when I lost everything, I was, that was when I was in Tony's Platinum Partnership, which is high level mastermind. Back then it was only about 120 grand all in. Now it's three times that. But when I was going through that crash, there were guys in there that were thriving and they're like, oh, get up you big 50 million schmillion, go make it happen. That's the kind of group you need to be in my friends. Okay. So if yes. you're not in a group like that, get in one. Like I talked about my warriors, my mentorship students that have 60, 70,000 doors. Most of those are done between warriors. And like I'm in that Facebook group and every day there's a dozen posts, people congratulating each other and validating and holding each other to a higher standard. Here's the thing. Most people default to a peer group that they went to school with or that they work with, that they're W-2. And, and that group might be afraid of success. They may fear your success. They may be jealous of it. They may be afraid of losing you. They may be afraid of losing, feeling less than if you're a success. So I'm going to, and, and it's, sometimes it's family too. When, like Tony says, love your family, choose your peers, be very proactive who you allow to influence you. Get out there, get around people that want more out of life. And those are the people that'll hold you up. I started my mastermind. We're meeting next week. I think I mentioned that. I started my mastermind because I want to be around people that think what I think is hard is easy. And there's guys in there with a hundred thousand doors. And that's what I, that's why I did it. And you need to do the same thing. And if you're going to play tennis, do you want to play somebody that's better than you or worse than you? It's the same mm-hmm. thing with any business that you get into. So peer group is a huge piece. And for a lot of people, as you can cut me off at any time, but I can keep going here with some of these strategies. Oh, for a no, lot of, keep going. Okay. This all is right, more right. valuable. We could talk about single family and multifamily. Yeah, all that yeah. Shit, like, that, this is more valuable. It really is. It, it's 80 to 90% of it. Once you've you know gotten your mindset and you've built that burning desire, then you got to make a decision. Okay. And you can't get caught in analysis paralysis and a lot of very analytical people do. And I'm going to tell you some of the most successful people on the planet are the ones that are most analytical. But you got to make a decision first. You got to make a decision. And the Latin root for the word decision means to cut off. Okay. It's done. It's not a one foot in, one foot out. It's not a toe in the water. If you're attacking the island, you're burning your ships because you're taking their damn ships home. That's a freaking decision. It's done. So that's number one. Number two is you got to take that first step. Okay. And that's just, it can be the scariest step, but that can be the life changing destiny step. 
And like Dr. Martin Luther King said, the journey of a thousand miles begins with that single step. I'm sorry, that was Lao Tzu. Dr. Martin Luther King said, you take that first step in faith and the next step will be revealed. But the point is, and I see it in real estate, it's the law of the first deal. Sometimes that first deal is the scariest. It takes the longest. It usually is actually. It, it takes is, the longest. Yeah. It's the most stressful. And I see it with my students, six months in, they haven't got a deal yet, eight months, sometimes even a year. And then they get one. The next thing I know, they have five. That'll just happen. And so- you know that you got, but you got to take that first step, and, and and that action mitigates fear. And one of my catchphrases is massive freaking action. Massive action mitigates just about everything. Okay, just you just got to go do it. You can drive all the way across the country at night, seeing fifty feet in front of you, and you'll make it. You might have obstacles, you might have problems, but other people have done it before you. It's the same way with every one of your goals, my friends. Okay, so remember that and. Uh, and, and so take massive action, peer group decision. Oh, focus. Now let's talk about focus. The most successful people on the planet have the most honed focus. And I'll give you an example of this. I listen to two podcasts for the most part. I listen to Joe Rogan and I listen to Tim Ferriss to get both sides of the political spectrum. And on Tim Ferriss's show, I get excited about my 13 million downloads. He does that a week, I think. But anyway, yeah. he, de- he deconstructs the best of the best in the world. He's had the best athletes, Michael Phelps, best actors, Arnold and Jamie Foxx, Ed Norton, Hugh Jackman. He's had billionaires like Ray Dalio. And he deconstructs their success. And I started to hear a pattern, Brian. Most of them meditate. What does meditation enhance? Focus. And pay attention to that, guys. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll be on my phone and and I'll be watching a movie and also scrolling through social media. And what does that kill? It it, it kills your focus. Yeah, it kills your focus because your your brain is making these micro decisions every couple of seconds and our split seconds, really. And so just manage that. What else? I could keep going. All right. We got a masterclass today. Another one uh, I love is the main thing that I see for people that aren't taking action, which is the whole freaking premise of this podcast. The main reason I see people not taking action is that it like the confidence, but they wait for the confidence to take the action. But the reality is that the action breeds the confidence. You know what else breeds confidence is competence. And let me say this. We are heading in what to what could be the biggest opportunity of our lifetime with real estate moving forward here. I missed Agreed. the opportunity on 08 and 09 because I was hiding underneath a freaking rock for a while. I won't miss this one. And, and there's going to be incredible opportunity in real estate because we're heading into a recession, guys. Anybody tells you otherwise is naive. The, in fact, Jamie Dimon, the head of Chase, just said it was going to be yeah, a hurricane. Yeah, it said a hurricane a few days ago. And Fannie, head of Fannie Mae said a recession. Head of Bank of America said recession. Big guys, Elon Musk, recession's coming. Laying off 10% of his workforce. So it's coming, guys. And with that, there will be incredible opportunity. It's not something to fear. It's something to get excited about. If you're going to learn real estate, do it right away. I don't care if it's with me, but do it right away. Because if you're in the thick of it, it's going to be too late. But there's going to be unbelievable opportunity. You listen to my podcast, and I'll tell you, a lot of the guys with five, six, seven thousand 7,000 units started in 9, 10, 11, and 12. That's a clue. Okay. Exactly. So let's hit specifically to finish this all out. Let's hit specifically on where we're at right now and what as the opportunity zones moving forward. Cause I know you're really heavy in multifamily and obviously commercial. Mm -hmm. I'm leaning towards commercial for my Mm -hmm. next purchase. Well, when you say commercial, do you mean commercial multifamily or do you mean other asset classes? Other asset classes. Probably commercial. I'm looking at industrial, anything triple net lease. Okay. And triple net lease uh, retail, single tenant retail is fantastic. Retail. 
Singleton, my, my, my partner has done six billion in those in, in, in acquisitions and a lot of single tenant retail. If you, and, the, and the key with single tenant retail is you really got to evaluate the tenant. What's mm-hmm. their liquidity? What's their how recession resistant are they? And I'm going to tell you in this upcoming recession, what I'm reading and studying is that it's going to be more people spending money on stuff is what's going to get hurt. But they are going to spend money on services like travel and entertainment. So I agree. You know, I'm, see- I'm seeing people lose, uh, let people go in the shopping area, uh, the retail shopping area. And these people are heading over to the service industry. Areas like Vegas will probably do really well and, and service industry will do well. But as far as asset classes getting hurt, I, I, I don't know if industrial is going to get hurt. Everything goes down in a recession. See, the reason I started my podcast is when I lost everything, I, people are like, yeah, you were over leveraged. No, I wasn't. I was at a 30% loan to value, but I had 800 houses and I had several apartment complexes. Okay. It was the houses that pulled me down. My 800 houses were two hours north of me, two hours south of me and everywhere in between. And it was the logistics of that. For example, a couple other examples, Florida has no state income tax. So property taxes are higher, which impact cash flow. I had properties in wind and flood zones. So the insurance was higher, impacts cash flow. But what really killed me was if I send a maintenance guy to one of my apartments, everything's the same and you can stockpile parts and they're in and out in an hour. If I had to send them to one of my houses that's an hour or an hour and a half away, they'd have to go see what's wrong, go find a Home Depot or Lowe's, and then you know come back and fix it. And I don't know about you, Brian, when I try to fix something, I, my ass ends up at Home Depot more than once. And it's the same way with a maintenance guy. And all one hour at one of my apartment complexes took all day at one of my 800 C-class houses. And these are those A, B, C, and D class. C is, mm. it's older, it's a tougher Ooh. demographic and, they're, and they'll kill you on the maintenance. And so that was the big thing. But then the final straw, I didn't pay attention to tenant demographics back then. And if they had a good job and they had income and good credit, I let them rent. A lot of those guys were jobbers, contractors, electricians, plumbers, painters, roofers, drywallers, and that fell off a freaking cliff in 2009. So they didn't have work. Now, I like we just bought a 296-unit asset in San Antonio, and I literally looked where every single one of them worked to measure the tenants, to measure recession resistance. That's, you know, hit me once, shame on you, hit me twice. It's my own damn fault. But listen, as far as asset classes, what was interesting, the reason I started my podcast was my multifamily did just fine through the crash. It pulled back about 11%, but could have easily survived if I hadn't, in my brilliance, cross-collateralized packages of houses with my apartment complexes to, to save half a percent interest, 50 basis points. And so I lost everything. But but remember this as well, since you love mindset, life is about meaning. And if and yeah, I lost fifty million and it sucked. And I thought I was set for life, but I would have never met my wife. And my wife is supermodel beautiful and more beautiful on the inside than the outside. And I'd give it all up again for her. So life is about meaning. You can have something if you've had something terrible happen to you in the past. Decide to change the meaning of it. It can even be your upbringing. So I'll throw that in. I love it, man. Oh man! If only we had you with some energy today. I just feel like you're a little bit off. This is actually, I'm actually, I have a sinus infection right now. I am a little bit off. I'm hurting a little bit Oh my (laughs) God. I've never seen somebody be able to take my energy and multiply it, man. This has been fantastic. I will say one, uh, freaking Tony. Yeah, Yeah. Tony, when I went to his first event, he's up on stage and he's in his 60s and he's 16 hours a day. He's exactly my age, actually. He's 62. He's exactly my age. We're only a few months apart. Yeah. Man, dude, the dude is amazing. When you yeah. love what you do, work is play, right, brother? You love what oh, you do. Yeah. You never work another day in your life. I freaking love this. I love it. I, I oh, work too God. hard, honestly. I got to slow it back a little bit. I talked to my wife about that. We just went to St. Bart's last week. And like on the way back, I'm like, I do need to start looking at lifestyle a little more. But anyway. So 
in closing, what are some maneuvers that you're taking right now going into this recession? Because obviously we all have some, we all have some recency bias to 2008. I don't think that we're going to see a 2008 Let's because hope of the not. supply and demand. Right. But there's some, a huge supply. Left? Yeah, there's a huge demand. Sorry, to interrupt, man. I'm so bad about that. But there's a you're huge good. demand right now for housing. But that said, inflation is crazy. I'm in a lot of cash right now. It's killing me because it's going down every single day. But I know in a crisis, cash is king. Now, it doesn't have to be your own cash. You can have access to cash. And I'll teach this at my boot camp, how to talk to investors and pre-frame them so they're not scared when the media is saying how shitty everything is. And they, please, let's talk about that for a minute. If you're listening to Brian, you're a leader or you're going to be a leader. And focus is so freaking important right now. Stand guard at the door to your mind. Don't. If you look at the news, that fake news and the crap they put out there, it's mostly lies. And whatever you focus on gets larger, both positive or negative. So bring in the good stuff. On my podcast, for example, I do these clips called Own Your Power, and they're motivational. There's music to them. So even if you're not interested in multifamily, come listen to those because you give me five minutes a week, I'll juice your ass. Okay, I promise you. Music, they're good. But the, it, it's so important you bring in the good stuff right now, because if you're focused on that negative political crap and the media and the shootings and all that gets bigger. So I don't care if you listen to me, go to YouTube University and then watch the motivational stuff there, but bring that stuff in. Because again, what you focus on gets larger. I have, I read this about Mother Teresa. She was asked if she was anti-war and she said, no, I'm pro-peace. Mm. Kind of the same, the same thing, but it's a focus, right? I get people call me and say, how do I get out of student loan debt? I'm like, wrong question. How do you make so much money? That's irrelevant, right? So, you're, you know, focus is super important. But anyway, as it relates to right now, get access to cash. Don't be aggressive right now. I'm seeing deals being done by operators. I'm like scratching my head. Those investors in those deals are going to get their assets handed to them. They're going to lose their money, but at the very least, they won't get their returns. So you're going to be very conservative right now. Like we're, we've got 138 unit under contract in Arkansas. We modeled the thing at 8% interest when we take out the refinance and see to see if it still would make sense. And it did. And so that's the kind of stuff you need to do. We modeled the interest rate for the next three years at 6%, which is quite a bit higher than it is right now. The Fed has said they're raising the rates five times. Okay. So it's coming guys. I'm just telling you it's coming. And if you're in the real estate business, please know it's coming and you better be thinking how you're going to pivot and innovate. And you may have to pivot and innovate. You may have to get into short sales or whatever to, to survive it. And then there'll be a lot of fallout. So that's what I'm doing. Love it, brother. Love it. Love it. And then we have all the information about your boot camp, and we'll also include that in the show notes. And then we have uh, all the links. Where else can people find you? Okay. Mm-hmm. And if, if, do you mind if I do a quick plug for my boot camp? Because uh, I don't want to forget. Otherwise, I'll forget. Right. I'm, okay. So, guys, if you have an interest in real estate, if you don't, just ignore me for a couple of minutes here. But I'm doing a three-day boot camp in Denver. And this ties right into what you just said. Because I believe competence, knowledge builds confidence, which then builds your ability to influence people. Okay. Now some people can fake it, but most people can see through that fake. You really got to have some basic understanding of what it is that you're doing. And so again, if you have an interest in real estate, it's a three-day boot camp in Denver. If I can, you can come for $197 for all three days. And I've got a room block. It's like a hundred bucks a night. Thousands of people have attended. And like I said, the only complaint I ever get is about the food or the room too cold or something. But it's every piece of this business, three days of it from 
building a building a team, finding a market, evaluating a market, evaluating a deal, analyzing that deal, underwriting it, financing it, raising all the money you need for it, property management, syndication, joint venture. I have a syndicate SEC attorney doing that piece, SEC piece, the syndication piece. I've got a lender doing the finance piece. I have three panels a day with probably two or three billion represented by the panelists to answer questions. And so if you're interested, text my name Rod to 72345 and remember the code Rod Friend, or you can go to rodindenver.com. But Rod Friend is the code to get the 197. You also get a couple of awesome bonuses. You get my deal evaluator software and my document library. Hell, those two things alone are worth 10 times the 197. But it's drinking through a fire hose, though. I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm about adding as much value as I possibly can. People want to dig deeper with me, they can, but you will leave knowing what you need to know to get started. I can promise you that. Rodslinks.com is pretty much everything. Rod's Links.com. My when podcast comes, is called comes, Lifetime uh, Cash Flow. Yeah. Uh, if uh, I forgot to mention that, my podcast is called Lifetime Cash Flow. It's the largest commercial real estate podcast in the world. Now I'm blessed to say it's crazy. It's funny. You want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. I never planned to have that happen, but it just worked out. Oops. Yeah. I would have never taught if it hadn't happened. So it was just, it was a God wink, it was a blessing, honestly, because I freaking love what I'm doing. It's a lot of cool stuff there. But thanks for having me on, buddy. It's a pleasure to meet you and I uh, really love your energy as well. Appreciate it, my friend. One last closing question, and then I'll let you roll. What is one thing about your life or business that you are very proud of that most people don't know about you? Everybody knows I, I adore my wife. She's on a freaking pedestal. Be too easy, man. That'd be yeah, too- that's too easy. <laughs> uh, what's one thing they don't know about me? Shit, I wasn't ready for that one. Surprise. They, I, I pretty much air everything, man. All the good, <laughs> the bad, the ugly. Literally, gosh, I'm, I'm at a loss on that one. I, w- I would say my wife, but they, everybody, I talk about her every five minutes. Again, there's very little. They, what's killing me is that they don't know. That's the part that yeah, I don't Yeah, you answer. air it all. Yeah, I do. I just do because I just tell it all. The, and there's a lot of ugly. And there's a lot of ugly in my life, but- it's life, man. You share the ugly with the positive. You get see these guys and they show everything that's fantastic, but no. None of the bad. It's not life, yeah. man. That's not life. I didn't answer your question, but that's all I got. No, the answer. Hey, every <laughs> answer is the answer that's supposed to be given, man. So Love it. Rod, Love it. appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. Everyone, if you are inclined, go and check out the bootcamp. Go check out rodslinks.com. You'll get access to all that good stuff, a bunch of free stuff. And with that, Rod, Thank you. This has been Brian and Rod Cleef with the Action Academy podcast signing off. You've been listening to the Action Academy podcast, helping you to choose what you want with who you want when you want. You've been given the gift of freedom. Don't turn your back on that. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And we hope you've gotten some practical and useful information. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media. Remember, financial independence is freedom. The flags of freedom fly. Freedom fly.